Alright Dad, it is Wednesday, February 22nd, and we're going to have a market update from you, a quick mortgage question as well. Uh, what's going on in the housing market this week? Um, so, housing market is still digesting the big jobs report that came out the first Friday in February. You know, up until that time, rates were kind of gradually going down. The general direction of most of the economic reports, inflation reports were coming down, were suggesting that the Fed was starting to get ahead of that. Yeah. And then we had this big jobs report come right. out and it showed massive job creation. And that really kind of threw the market for a loop. It, it uh, sent interest rates up. And unfortunately, you know, much of the news that's come out since that time has sort of reinforced the notion that no, they're not really ahead of the game. And most significantly, the last couple of days, you know, what we're seeing that's related to this jobs report is employers you know, two huge employers like Walmart and, and Home Depot both announced huge investments in employee wages to, to raise employee wages. Walmart and Home Depot. Home Depot, I think, today said they're going to you know, invest billion or, or more to raise wages to $15 an hour for all their hmm. team members. And I mean, it's great, you know, right, more power to everybody. But when you're looking at it from the Fed's perspective, the Fed is trying to get ahead of inflation right. and having too robust of a job market. That's the cost of all the excesses that we've done before is they are looking at saying we, we can't have that um, that that active of a job market yeah. we, we need to get on top of that so that people aren't you know spending as much and there aren't as many dollars chasing fewer goods driving the price up of things they have to get ahead of that and so that just means the Fed's going to continue to increase rates for a little bit now that doesn't mean rates are necessarily going to going to go up higher than they are now yeah but I do think it means that right now we're not in the same sort of optimistic period we were in let's say three weeks ago where sure. people are starting to come in now on the housing market side I think we're seeing a little bit more balance um, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen clients go in and make offers on properties that have been sitting for three weeks and mm. you know, where they're able to go in, let's say 10% under list price and and negotiate with sellers on that basis. And I've also seen, you know, one of my clients put their market, you know, house on the market and then, you know, three days later it went for $100,000 over list or uh -huh. $110,000 yeah. over list. So, you know, so we're definitely seeing a little bit more balance. I do think you're going to see there's a lot of builder inventory that is set to come online here. Right. Builders experienced a lot of contract cancellations in the last um, quarter and so a lot of that product is going to come back on the market. So mm. I do think you're going to see more product available, more houses available yeah, to the buyers. And uh, you know, I, th I think we're going to see some activity. I think there's buyers out there that still want to buy that understand, hey, if I can qualify now, I can hope for lower interest rates in the future, and, and I'm ready to jump in. So I think we'll see some activity, but it's it's definitely a, a, you know a time of of some volatility right now. I think. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, quick question for the week, and this one has to do with um, a couple that is on a mortgage together. Okay. And it, we might have to get into. Um, both being on title versus what what all the scenarios yeah. are there, but if you have if you have a couple um, who both have credit scores, which credit score is used for um, the mortgage? So if you have two borrowers, then um, you know typically each of them have three scores. Yeah, you know, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Most mortgage companies want to pull all three. You know, so you're going to pull the credit report. You're going to have all three. Sometimes, you know, maybe you'll only report two scores, and that's fine. 
Um, but for each borrower, you're going to use the middle of the three or the lower of two. Okay. Typically, one isn't enough if you only got one score. But each borrower has three scores, and you're going to take the middle score for each borrower. Okay. And then you're going to take the lower of those two. Okay. And that's the score that dictates whoever's middle score. What their is pricing is going to be, whether they have the minimum score for the product and program that you're talking about. You know, anything that that is influenced by credit score, what your mortgage insurance is. You know, all of those are impacted by your credit score, and so it's 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 the lower of the two borrowers' middle scores. Okay, and a, a little bit more basic here: How do those credit scores typically affect um, your mortgage, your your pricing? Yeah, so um, so you know, pricing is you know pr pricing is is risk based. You know, all mortgage pricing and mortgage insurance pricing is risk-based. And that, that's easy to kind of understand, right? Because a mortgage insurance company is, is telling the bank, look, I will take that first layer of loss. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that, law, that risk off of you, bank, and I'm going to take that upon myself. And their risk here. So is, if there's a foreclosure and there's not enough proceeds from the sale of that foreclosure to cover the loan, then, then the top level of, of loss before it gets to the bank's money right. is taken on by the mortgage insurance company. And of course, your credit score is a predictor of right. how faithful you are to make your payments. And, and so your mortgage insurance company is going to charge you more if you have worse credit than if you have better credit because that directly translates to their profit margin. They lose money when they have to make good on those right. insurance policies. Um, so is it, you know, um, just anything above 700 is good, anything above 740 is, is good, what yeah. What should people be considering, what's a good target point depending on different scenarios? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, it is hard to say. You can look yeah. at, you can look at um, Fannie and Freddie both have charts that tell you at this score we're going to add this much cost. So they may say, look, if you, we're going to price today, let's say the going rate today is 6% for a 30-year fixed rate okay. mortgage. Now, and, that, and they're going to say that's if you have 740 credit. Now, if you drop to 720, anywhere between 720 and 740, then we're going to add a quarter point in fee to that. So instead of, you know, a $100,000 loan, that would be $250 additional cost, right? They're going to say now at 6%, we wouldn't have charged you extra to get 6% at a 740 credit score, mm. but we're going to charge you an extra $250 in fees because your score is just a little bit lower. Mm. That's how they risk adjust pricing. And if your score is over 760, they may improve you by a quarter point. Yeah. You know, so they so may it is lower those, your fees. those 20 point increments. Typically it's in 20 point. Now, now that's, um, yeah, I, I believe that's true of mortgage insurance companies as well. Yeah. Generally it's, it's 20 point of, you know, thresholds that determine whether you're Make in a, a different difference. pricing threshold or not. Gotcha. But, but that's, you know, you know it's, it's all risk-based and, and credit scores are meant to predict your ability and willingness to repay a loan, you know, once you take it out. And that has to do with your history, you know, of, you know, all the times that, you know, all, all the credit history that you have for the last seven years typically is going to show up on that credit report and they will distill that down into a score. And you know, the history is not the only thing. Some of it has to do with what, you know, your utilization is, yeah. how much of your available credit are you currently using. If you're using all of your available credit, that's a negative factor typically because yeah. there's, there's somebody who's, who's grabbing every available dollar to them in loans, um, and that's going to suggest that right. you know that you're you're you know 
you're not as liquid as you might want to be in order to make all your payments in the future. Right. Yeah, so, if so, so I've heard you say before not to self-manage your credit score because it's really confusing. If someone is, say, they think they're maybe six months out from buying, six months, two years, whatever, and they want to start putting their credit score in an ideal position, um, can you just look up what actions to start taking? Maybe I should open another card based on this article I read. Like, seems seems doable to to go that route. I've heard you say not not to self-manage before. What what would your yeah. advice be? So yeah, so there there are there are mortgage professionals everywhere available to you, and they won't charge you a thing to give you informed insight. You know, into how to manage a credit score. So, yeah. so I, you know, I do think that it's, it's, it's nuanced and complex enough. I don't do it. You know, I will call. I have credit consultants. Mm. Yeah. Now, now some stuff I can look at, and I have reports that I can run that say, oh yeah, if you want to get the score from right. from six eighty to seven hundred, here's the steps you can take with this specific borrower. So that's one thing we can do if we if we if we're looking at that kind of situation where we have a very specific target. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing we can do. But even just generally, you know, I don't like to manage that on my own. I have experts that I can talk to. And, and just about anybody anywhere in the country should have access to that. And, and most mortgage professionals are going to be willing to, to provide that resource to you at no cost. You know, that's how we market, you know, is, right. is we provide valuable information and we hope we earn their trust. And then we, you know, hopefully that converts into a deal. But, but it doesn't cost you anything to reach out to a mortgage professional and just say, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this down the, you know, down the road, and, and I, you know, I, I don't really know where my credit is, wondering what I should do, kind of, to prepare for this. And, and the further in advance you do that, the, the, the better off you are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would, I would still say, don't, you know, find educate yourself, you know, sure, educate sure. yourself. Yeah. But there's way too much writing on it. You know, the, the difference between. A you know six ninety nine credit score and a seven hundred credit score is enormous hmm. in terms of pricing. And you're talking about the biggest purchase you ever make, and if you're borrowing four hundred thousand dollars, you know that could cost you thousands of dollars. Um, one one point differential in credit score. So yeah, it's, it's, and it's not necessarily the kind of thing where you can undo your action. If you try and yeah. do to do something to solve and make it better, it might actually make it worse for no, the time frame point. that you need it. No, that, that, that is a great point because not only that, but like you said, undo, you know, there are certain things, like for example, if you think, you know, I've had people come in, well, you know, I, I wanted to improve my credit, so I paid off all my credit cards. Yeah, you know, makes sense. Well, unfortunately, you, you needed that cash. <laughs> you know, we could have done better things with that cash to better optimize the pricing of your mortgage money. And the thing is, if you showed up to me with all that cash and still all that debt, we could have said, yeah, you should pay off all that debt, yeah. do it now, yeah. and you could do it. But you can't do the reverse. Yeah. You, know, you can't, can't go, oh, back. go borrow all that money on your credit card again because borrowed credit card money is not allowable for mortgage purchase transactions, right? right? right. So, so yeah, I, w I would definitely say, you know, just consult the mortgage professional, a mortgage broker in your area. Go to findamortgagebroker.com. Find a you know a local mortgage professional, and um, I know that they'd be happy to give you some real um, educated advice about how to get to where you want to be. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it, leave a review, and listen next week.